So I want to bring your attention, friends, to um, Soul Center, the actual physical sanctuary here. And Dana, in our practice last night, mentioned, you know, her love of ritual. And ritual is the enactment of an intention. And so I created an altar space for our practice today using the word tokens that I play with a lot um, during my during spiritual teachings and classrooms. So, for example, um, Lo is passing the um, camera over so you all can see some of the things. And maybe what we'll do, Adrian, so you can see this whole thing, all these tokens, all these different tokens. All right, so let's set the camera down. And then, Adrian, what I'm going to have you do is pick one of the inner tokens. Mm -hmm. These are called chunks. So would you grab any chunk that you want to and hold it in front of the... that? Not those. Those are the tokens, the chunks in the center. The yes. The yes. The yes. That one, re can you all read it? It reads gunk. <laughs> mm. So the chunks, the pieces of bark, are all the negative stuff. So there's gunk there, there's ignorance, there's should, there's regret, there's all kinds of different ones. What does that one say? Neglect neglect, crap. There's one that reads crap. Um, and then they're, they're, they're in the center. And then surrounding them are these wood chip tokens. And hold up one of those, Adrian, pick one. So the wood chip tokens, I don't, shout. shout. You want to show another one? Oh, there's one that gets, got a lot of attention when everyone walked in. Yes, show that one. Now, now, because we're just entertaining our inner adolescent. In case anyone needs to fart, fart's an important token. <laughs> That's a good one. But the outer tokens are all about... Um, soul and ego and connect and grow slow and fart and release and light and smile and kind and so on and so on. So I have created this setting as a way of symbolizing and enacting the negativity that we hold inside, that we keep contained. And you'll notice toward me, there's an opening by where the candle is. It's not a closed circle. There's a space. It's an opening. And so I'm inviting us to allow this practice to release some of that negativity or at least make some space for that negativity to move around a little bit and and coalesce mingle with the surrounding positive support the muse stars the cosmos joy relaxation honor tickle wake up play 
aspire, faith, express, gaze, silly, ground, power. You'll notice by me is a single candle, a gentle light. No need to force this ritual. No need to force this intention. This is a gentle invitation to turn the gaze inward, look inside at any negativity, see if you can create some space for a little release, and in the process of release, allow negatives opposite, its partner, its sister, its parent, to come in and support you. We're doing this because we have a propensity to hyper-focus and fixate on our negative qualities. We even have a program that highlights it and values it as a step. And it's not by itself a bad thing. It's just an unsturdy step. Because to focus on the negativity alone does not create solid footing for spiritual development and growth. We have to be willing to create a support system for the negative qualities that we all possess as whole human beings. And that support system are all the qualities that we possess that are positive, uplifting, inspiring, loving. We are always both. So if we want to have healthy steps as much as we shine a light on our negative qualities, we have to be willing to shine the same light on a positive qualities. I bring this forward today as we're engaging with our book, Standing at the Edge by Roshi Joan Halifax, and we're talking about wholehearted engagement. I'd like to launch right into our practice. I recognize that I haven't introduced everybody here in the classroom. And before we open up the space for community sharing, we'll go around so you can meet everybody here. But for now, find a posture in the body that feels at ease. Friends, go ahead and lie down if that brings the body ease. If you're feeling agitated, maybe even a little bored, and you want to move around, please do that. If you're online needing to move, go ahead and turn your camera off and just have this on in the background. Honor what your body knows intuitively is going to bring ease. My body tends to hold negativity in my belly, in my gut, my solar plexus area. 
and my sacral chakra area, which is right below the belly button. So just kind of right around the belly button area, a little bit below, all the way up to just beneath the breast line. That area of my belly holds negativity. And it's usually clenched, tight, and a little souring. So when I think about some of those chunks, like lazy, fearful, should, invisible, gunk, distrust, low, brat, silence, lies, ignorance, neglect, shame, false, disappointment. I feel it in my belly. So what I'm going to do for myself is just imagine all of those qualities, every single one of them I possess. Everything I just said lives in my body and my mind and my spirit as a quality. Of course it does. I'm a human being. Sometimes I act from those places in confusion, in fatigue, Maybe because I, I don't have enough skills yet. There are many reasons why I act from gunky places. There are many reasons why I entertain false perceptions. There are many things about this life for which I am ignorant. When I practice wholehearted engagement, however, I recognize that although I possess those qualities, they do not define the whole of me. They are pieces of me. And I can decide whether or not I want them in the driver's seat of my life. It can be kind of painful to realize how often I have let these qualities govern my mind, my attitude toward myself and other people, and how they govern my actions. And this is why we're creating a little space for them to be released, move around, and in that release, some of those positive qualities are going to get in to my gut and settle things down. I remember my power. I remember the flow of breath in and out. 
I remembered a smile. I remember to connect to trees. So many qu positive qualities surround me, support me, are me. Breathing in. Breathing out. As you're breathing and as you're allowing positive and negative qualities to arise in your consciousness, positive and negative qualities that are teachers for you, that are defining qualities for you in this life, in the karma that you are ripening and watching come to fruition in this moment, I want to share with you just a few words from Roshi Joan Halifax about standing at the, the edge state of engagement and being wholehearted. I really love what she says here. She wrote, A student said to me, Roshi, you seem to have done so much in your life. How did you manage that? I paused, smiled, and then replied, On a good day, I rest a lot. On a good day, I rest a lot. Roshi writes, I didn't mean that I take naps every day, though at my age this is happening every so often. I'm also not talking about the kind of rest that a good vacation provides you, nor the kind of rest that is escapist. Rather, it is the kind of rest found in the experience of being relatively at ease in the midst of things, even quite difficult situations. Ease that is about having a lack of resistance to what is before me and being present and steady. This mix of no resistance and steadiness is something we cultivate in Buddhist meditation. In my own meditation practice, I learned that giving full attention to an object such as the breath engenders steadiness and ease, as well as power and rest. When we strengthen these qualities, we can usually meet life with Brother David's wholeheartedness. Today, 
Our practice is to sister the sixth step in the traditional program, which is to explore those qualities within us that aren't particularly noble. To sister these qualities is to support them, to add strength to them, to add softening to them. Strength to these qualities, not to make them louder and brighter. Strength to these qualities so that we don't allow ourselves to distort them. So, for instance, when I'm working with falsehood, my capacity to have false perceptions and stories, to support that story, to strengthen that quality isn't to make it bigger and more dominant. It is to surround it with curiosity. Huh. Look at that perception that I'm entertaining. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it kind? Where does it come from? The strength that I'm creating is the cultivation of a little bit of space around it so that it doesn't have to become so dominant, so oppressive, so negative. One of the qualities that is very challenging to work with is standing before the way we lie. We lie to ourselves. We lie to other people. Sometimes we have good reasons. Sometimes it's purely habit energy. Sometimes we have no idea why we just felt like we couldn't be honest. When I'm really tight and stressed about my capacity as a human being to lie, man, my belly gets really tight and uncomfortable. Suddenly I get regret stirring in the pot. I have to take the lid off, let some of the steam out, and remember... I've been in situations where I've lied because I have been also in situations where I've been punished for having told the truth. So I'm lying because I want to avoid getting hurt. I've lied in my past to my kids because 
as a parent, I determined that they were not old enough yet, did not have enough life experience yet to have the whole truth. I lied very recently to an insurance company. I spoke as if I was my daughter. That was my lie because I was too lazy to figure out how to get my daughter back on the phone, yada, da, yada, da. I just engaged bureaucracy in a lie. When we keep the lid on these negative qualities and keep it tight, we begin to distort these qualities and give them more power than they deserve. For instance, if I held on to those lies and those actions, I could easily label myself as a liar, which is a distortion. I have the capacity to lie. I have my reasons for it. I'm in awareness. Sometimes I'm skillful about it. Sometimes I'm not. Does that make me a liar? As if that's all I am? People on the journey of recovery have a history of substance misuse. Part of that often is lying, hustling to get a fix, lying about use so we don't get found out. Sometimes people lie as kind of a dopamine hit because it reinforces that part in, of the brain that's like, yeah, I just got away with something. It's an adolescent mind and nevertheless it's there how can we take the lid off of it so that we stop telling ourselves a story I'm such a liar I'm such a terrible person how can we sister and support that quality that isn't skillful but still has the capacity to mature. The answer to that is we bring in our whole heart and recognize the positive qualities we possess. There's intelligence, there's awareness, there's spark and light, there's truth and trust, there's sada, which is faith in Buddhism. Sada means to place the heart upon. To cultivate faith 
in a Buddhist practice is to cultivate the quality of confidence. To cultivate the quality of confidence, my friends, is to lead with the heart. To lead with the heart is to understand what makes you a whole human being. Open it all up, create a lot of space, observe your qualities, both positive and negative, allow them to be as they are. Missed steps, wise steps, mistakes, right takes, both. Just like your inhalation and your exhalation is what makes a whole single breath. Breathing in, I am my negative qualities. Breathing out, I am my positive qualities too. Breathing in, opening up space. Breathing out for the positive and the negative to come together. The whole of me, the whole of my heart, just as I am. Breathing in. Breathing out. And with that, let's go ahead and end our practice with a dedication of merit. Hmm. The legend of the Buddha, the legend of Siddhartha Gautama, paints a human being that was absolutely spiritually brilliant. 
this human being understood that as a human being, our very core nature is to seek pleasure and avoid pain. All beings want to be happy, safe, and at ease. No beings want to experience physical pain, fear, depression, anxiety. So as we explore the nature of that reality, it makes sense that any time we engage with something that gives us a sense of pleasure, even temporarily, we want more of it. And we want to avoid anything that's negative associated with it. This is what the Buddha shone a beautiful light upon for us to look at how this manifests in our own actions, in our own thoughts. And then he did something extraordinary. He said, I know, I'm going to create a whole bunch of practices that flips this around. And I'm going to invite practitioners, including myself, to sit with everything I've been trying to avoid and to sit with it as a loving parent, as a kind friend, as a sensual partner, as a loyal and devoted companion. And I'm going to look at everything right next to it that brings me pleasure with a little bit of neutrality, a little bit of, oh yeah, that's good. And, and I'm going to partake in that, but not too much, the middle way moderation, mindfulness. When we begin to practice this and why I bring this forward is we begin to understand why this is referred to as a gem, the three, or a jewel, the three jewels of Buddhism, the Buddha, his teachings, the Dharma, and the community that's practicing together, the Sangha. As we're practicing, we realize the preciousness of this treasure alive in everyone here, including us. We gain so much benefit from it. And then it's very humbling to go into the day and realize just how few people know about this, have access to it, engage it as a practice. May that be a motivation for you to keep showing up Keep shining this gentle, bright light upon the things that you would rather avoid. Learn from them, mature them, heal them. Parent, sister, mother, father, brother, friend, these qualities. And in that place of transformation and strength, may you go out into the day and may your presence be something that radiates safety, peace, possibility, joy, forgiveness, compassion, love to all those lost, swirling habit energy, confused, stuck in the gunk, 
all beings want to be free. No beings want to be trapped, stuck, or lost. May our practice guide them out and be the light for ourselves and for others as well. Thank you for your practice, friends. So powerful. We'll see you next time. Namaste.